0: heard a Radio 4 newsreader, having delivered a polished and flawless performance, pause, and then say, Ah, uh, that was yesterday's bulletin, I'm afraid. 16th of August How did we get on to the subject of bloaters this morning? Oh, it's all coming back. June Brown, also known as Dot Cotton on EastEnders, "'last night made bloater sandwiches "'for husband Jim Brannan's little nieces. "'And I expressed the doubt "'that such a thing as bloater paste still existed. "'Surely it was a staple of the hungry rationing years "'after the last unpleasantness, "'lost in the mists of time along with "'snook, spam fritters and dripping. "'Anyway,' says I, "'who should know better what a bloater is?' "'And I got me answer.' "'A bloater is a straw hat. "'Some of the bigger boys used to wear them at my school back in the sixties. "'Small boys didn't, as their bloaters usually got stamped on.' "'Peter Pennington. "'A big thank you to Frank and yourself for explaining what a bloater is. "'Why, then, did Harold Lloyd, Maurice Chevalier, and Frankie Vaughan used to wear them on their heads? "'I believe little Elty John also blonks one on his head now and again. "'Perhaps you could ask him the reason.' Regards, Ralphie Has nobody got a sensible word to say? Bloater is herring, first developed at Yarmouth in 1835. Bloaters that are prepared whole are said to owe their special flavour to the activity of gut enzymes. The fish are dry-salted for about twelve hours, washed to remove surplus salt, threaded on metal spates, and stacked in the kiln to smoke. Michael Spencer Sorry, I asked. 17th of August. I knew it. The first thing to greet me in the studio this morning, a case of bloater paste. Somewhere during yesterday's bloater controversy, I must have let slip that my second volume of autobiography, Mustn't Grumble, is being published in a month's time. What ho, me old man of letters! That's a postman, isn't it? Did I hear you mention your new book yesterday? What's it called? Doesn't mumble? Never has a book been better titled, say I. Your voice is stentorian, yet mellow. Like Donald Sindon ringing a bell with his tongue. Like, like a perfectly tuned foghorn dipped in treacle. But what I really want to know is, are you doing a book signing tour? A bit of the old publicity. And if you are, do you need a warm-up man? Picture it. You lounging in a hammock, or whatever you do, as your adoring public queues up to have you sign your book. And then I charge on in my signature role of Aramis from The Three Musketeers. All for one, and I'm the one. And then I do a few songs, comic ditties, torch songs, you name it. I have a large repertoire, but you can't get the strings for it these days, so I won't bring it. And then I finish by doing a few death scenes from my old film noir thrillers. Watch out, Gov, he's going to natch it. Tell the audience, don't show him and then, if there's time, you can sign a few books, as long as you do it quietly. What do you think? Shall I get my tabard out of storage? I can be ready in the time it takes to order a cab. Jerry pip Chuffer Dandridge. Dear Chuffer, our resident resting Shakespearean actor-manager, ever present with these racy tales of treading the boards to the roar of the grease-paint, permanently hard up, in his timeless search for that elusive white fiver that Larry... Or was it Johnny, borrowed from him, in the bar of Wyndham's, all those years ago? 21st of August. A Monday morning like any other, and then suddenly I was no more. The music played, but the voice of Wogan was no longer heard in the land. Somewhere in the electronic entrails a rubber band had snapped, and Studio 6C, Western House, home of BBC Radio 2, was silenced. The music on another computer tinkled merrily away, but from me, blessed silence. Engineers and technicians dashed purposefully around. Well, they stood over the offending machinery, sucked their teeth and shook their heads, but could offer no solution to the crisis. Apparently, the new equipment, German, and the finest licence fee payers' money can buy is brilliant when it's working. But when anything goes wrong... The music came to an end, and while we were deciding what to do, I played the next record. More sucking of teeth, shaking of heads, but no panic.